WBNE. Hello from elsewhere, I'm Casey. And I'm Valerie. And welcome to the podcast where we explore characters, themes, and symbolism in pop culture. This episode comes to you straight from darkest Peru, but also in some rich old man's mansion. Because today we're discussing the power of kindness in Paddington, Paddington 2, and Knives Out. Valerie, I'm really excited about to talk about these movies because I love all three of them so, so much. But They're amazing. Before we get there, I have an all-important question for you. Lay it on me. What story would have been most altered by a character showing kindness rather than what actually happened? I like the way you said kindness. My throat got caught. <laughs> I wasn't trying to sound like the announcer on Bob Barker. I was just, my my throat's not doing great. So, what is your answer? I would have to go with... Snape from Harry Potter. Could you Whoa. imagine if he had been kind to Harry from the very beginning? Mm-hmm. Like if he just could have gotten over all his, you know, hangups with Harry's dad and was yeah. like, you know what? Your dad kind of sucked, at least to me, but you're not him. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I really liked your mom, so, you know, I could see some of her goodness in you. Yeah. Could you imagine how much would change? Okay, I agree with you, and I'm all for seeing Snape as a very flawed being and not as a hero like some people want to see him as. But imagine if James had been kind to Snape and I how much that, that had well. changed the story. Right. Would it have changed more mm. or less? Go back further. Yeah. Interesting. Well, the reason I was thinking of Snape is because it would change, I think it would change uh, not only Harry's outcome, but also how everything works out between, like with Dumbledore and Voldemort. Like if he was always seen as kind to Harry, could he have gone back as a spy to Voldemort? I don't know. That is a good question. I'm loving this. Also, could he have been both a friend to Harry and to Malfoy? Because he always, you know, definitely takes Malfoy's side. And so then they so would if get he's along being, better. Right. Like if he wasn't antagonizing Harry and, yes. and uh, Malfoy all the time, okay. but being like, come on, Malfoy, maybe he's Gryffindor, but we can get along. <laughs> Or come on, Harry, Malfoy's just laying down the prejudices his parents laid down for him. Right. But we can help him learn how to do better. (laughs) This seems so topical and I love it. Um, Okay, you want to hear my answer? Yes, I do. My answer is Jaws. Like the shark? No, the shark doesn't need to be kinder. The shark's just a shark. The the town leaders, like specifically the the mayor. mayor, If he'd been like, you know what? People are more important than... Than tourism? Than tourism. Or the economy, which also getting a little topical here, but people are more important than the economy. I'm going to do the kind thing and care about the safety of my people. And we are not going to open up the beaches for the summer season. And the shark would just be hanging out in the water. He'd be, you know, be able to eat some Go sea life some food. Fish, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the people would be safe. And Sheriff Brody wouldn't be terrorized. Quint would still be alive, swearing on the docks. All would be well. And uh, it's all the mayor's fault. Or maybe the shark would just find some other beach that was open and terrorize that beach, unfortunately. Could be. But yes, my answer is Jaws. Good one. Mm -hmm. I also thought of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. If the aliens had been nice and not built an intergalactic highway through Earth, Earth. the story wouldn't have happened. Ain't that the truth. Yeah. Okay. So today we're talking about the power of kindness. And I'm so excited because we're talking about it in Paddington. Paddington 2 and Knives Out, which seems like a weird, a like weird pairing. opposites or a weird pairing. This is kind of us 
going back a little bit to our beauty of failure episode where we talked about the last jedi and unicorn store which is also kind of a weird pairing but we love weird pairings so sometimes these themes are just so strong in two very different stories yeah exactly but Um, they still go together we should say there will be spoilers ahead i don't think it's a huge deal if we have told you all true to watch Paddington, Paddington 2, right. and Knives Out. But they're not always like <laughs> available to stream on certain services. Yes, so it is we understand um, Paddington and Paddington 2, I think, would be not a huge deal if it's spoiled. You can still get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Um, I mean, obviously, it's better if it's not. But Knives Out, you definitely want to watch before we spoil it. We're going to spoil it. Because it's a whodunit. So. Yeah, the mystery is really important. You have to be going yeah. in blind, otherwise <laughs> it ruins it. So definitely watch that, then come back and listen. Ready, set, go. Okay, we're going. We're jumping in. Paddington 1, I know where I want to start. So right at the beginning, his um, aunt and uncle in darkest Peru have learned English by listening to the records from the English explorer, right? Right. But even before that, the way they meet the English explorer is Bastuzo saves him from a scorpion that's on his back. He just like oh, does he? comes down and pulls the scorpion off oh, of him. Oh, that's funny. I, for some reason, I missed that. Kindness. This bear doesn't know anything about this explorer. Yeah. But he knows he's in danger and he helps him. But those records that I was mentioning, so They're after fantastic. the explorer leaves, he, le- <laughs> he leaves some records and it's all about like, it helps them learn English, but it's like they're learning very polite English. Yes. But by like the time... They're, they're studying the, the niceties of Londoners. Yeah, like, you know, raising a real cap brawly buster, and, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> small talk. and But of course, when Paddington, you know, to jump ahead a little bit, when Paddington finally gets to England, he realizes people aren't that polite. Those records are a little bit old-fashioned and the Explorer was, you know, old-fashioned because it was so long ago. And yeah, it's been... Uh, it's a bit archaic now. Kindness in Paddington's England is old a little lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Which his Aunt Lucy ten- tells him when she's sending him off to London. He says, she says, you know, they will not have forgotten how to treat a stranger, but they really have. Yeah. They've, he sits there just waiting and waiting for a home until Mary comes along. Well, and it's to the point where kindness is seen as abnormal to most people, like mm-hmm. especially to Mr. Brown, for example. He's always, um, or, he's assuming that he's selling something or lying or um, like when they're walking in the train station, Paddington says, good evening. And he, he's literally just saying good evening. But Mr. Brown just says, no, thank you. As if he's trying to sell something, sell something or sell, tell some sort of um, fake sob story. Of course, his sob story is real, but yeah. Yeah. Mr. Brown looks on kindness is almost a weakness mm. like he and uh, their daughter um judy um so yeah so henry's the dad and then judy's the daughter they're telling mary you know this is just the kind of sob story you always fall for mom <laughs> like um because they see her kindness as a weakness as people being able to take advantage of her mm-hmm. also on the train station everyone's sort of ignoring his politeness except for the pigeons they take advantage of his politeness <laughs> <laughs> one of them gets some bread and they all want they bread. all come yeah um what's funny so when they get in the taxi when the browns decide to take him to their house and they can try to find a home for him um and they're driving through the rain and there's that one old man that lifts his cap to paddington the one old man that actually uses those old-fashioned and uh, nice gestures that's michael bond who, is... who wrote paddington oh really yeah 
I didn't know that. Yeah, that old man that raises his cap. That's cute. I only learned that like yesterday, but <laughs> <laughs> I just love that, that he's not only is he in, he's in it, but he's like the one stranger that's nice, that's nice to Paddington that lifts his cap. That's fantastic. <laughs> because he had written in that letter, like hardly anyone says hello and or wears hats. <laughs> and that old man right. did both. Um Oh, back to Mary real quick when she shows kindness. It's interesting to note with Mary because she does seem to have a special kinship with Paddington. And I think it is because they connect on that level of kindness and empathy for other people. Yes, they're both very altruistic. And it's even seen in um, within the movie, the visual language of it, like their their costumes. So Mary, she dresses in um, like their wardrobe is often parallel. So she wears a blue hat and a red coat and and he wears a blue coat and a red hat so oh, they're, they're like two halves of the same same coin so to speak um, which i was gonna is say really her wardrobe is definitely like more colorful like in the train station everyone is in very muted colors until mary comes along and she's in like bright right. yellow and red i think and um she definitely stands apart from everybody else right because she's same, okay with that the strangers are very drab and like mm-hmm. mr brown also dresses very yes. drab. like don't don't yeah almost like and a level of coziness to her too like her wardrobe she's in sweaters and and scarves and and she looks comfy whereas mr brown's in you know buttoned up shirt and tie um very stiff and formal feeling it's almost like a wardrobe can be kind itself like yes it it, it can like draw people to Mm -hmm. you and you she looks more inviting than mr brown and that's that has power in it like i like that um it's also interesting that Paddington expects everyone else to be kind, um, just like he is. So like when he first gets to their house, he just assumes that they're taking him in because yes. that would be the nice thing to do. And that's something right. that he would do. You can imagine that if he was in the jungle and some other animal came to visit, he would just invite them in. And... Come on in. Have a marmalade sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> He's um, got a spare for you under his hat. But I also think even more than that, it's that... Um, one message of the first movie especially is that people become what we expect of them and Paddington expects people to be kind yeah Um, you know like he is but also like Mary is but that influences the whole Brown family and they all um sort of grow as as people because of because of Paddington and also because of of Mary as well which Mrs. Bird says it she says you know this is like at the end she says you know you don't understand that you you know this family needed that bear as much as that bear needed this family yeah and i think that's true that people are shaped by our expectations of them and we are shaped by other people's expectations of us i think that's Mm -hmm. a true a true thing and a good thing for kids to learn too being a kid's movie yeah and i like that no matter i like that paddington doesn't let people get away with being unkind either Yes. Like there's a point where uh, later in the movie when he and Mr. Brown are in an elevator Mm -hmm. and I forget what Mr. Brown says or does, but it's the first time Paddington gives a hard stare stare, and Mr. Brown's like, what are you, what are you doing? And he starts feeling uncomfortable and he Mm -hmm. says, you know, my aunt Lucy taught me to do a hard stare when people had forgotten their manners. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about that, um, sort of this idea of what kindness means a little bit in Paddington too as well, but that kindness as a word i think maybe we misconstrue what that word means to just mean politeness but like you said he's um one aspect of kindness can just be standing up for what's right and standing up for other people um and that's why he gives that hard stare which i i love that um also related to kindness i love that kindness is what allows paddington to catch that pickpocket 
I have the exact same note. <laughs> Paddington's kindness is what catches the pickpocket. Yeah. <laughs> because he thinks the pickpocket dropped just dropped the wallet. the wallet. And he chases him for blocks and blocks. Right. And he's naive enough he doesn't understand that the guy's trying to run away or get away. Right. He's just determined to return this man's wallet that he's forgotten. Yeah. I love that so much. Some kind of small police bear. (laughs) (laughs) But then at the same time, although it does help him in those kinds of situations, kindness also can get him into trouble. Um, Like when he accidentally rips the phone book, which to anyone else is like, oh, it's the phone book. I'm not going to like need to call the people on that little corner of that page ever. But he's like really worried about it. So he gets the tape to try to Mm. tape up the phone book. Yes. Um, And then he gets in that mess that you know, causes the the fire and right. um, the Browns end up sort of, he's not, he doesn't feel welcome at the Browns house anymore. They don't quite disown him, but he feels disowned. And so he leaves and that all started because he was just trying to be kind and tape up a slightly ripped corner in the phone book. Right. <laughs> Which I just love that. Uh, I just love the, the little detail of that and how childlike you know, in the perfectly fun way. The whole movie is like that. It is because that's exactly what our, our youngest, she just turned two and she knows now that when a book gets ripped, when she rips a book, Mm -hmm. first of all, the book gets taken away. So if she accidentally rips a book now, she'll hand me the book and then she'll say sticky tape. Sticky tape. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Sticky tape. Cause she, she knows she doesn't get it anymore and she knows that I can fix it with sticky tape, (laughs) which is what Paddington tried to do. All right, Valerie, do you have any more final thoughts for Paddington 1 before we jump to Paddington 2? You, We can't forget about the Buckingham Palace guard who mirrors Paddington. When Paddington is out in the rain um, after leaving oh, the Browns yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's trying yeah. to find a place to stay. And the, you know, Buckingham Palace guards are notoriously silent and they don't move. Um, but this one kind of motions Paddington into his little (laughs) alcove so that he's not standing in the rain. And then he takes off his big furred cap. I'm sure there's an actual name for those helmet things. I don't know. And Maybe Cammy knows. (laughs) To ask. Our our American expatriate in England will have to ask her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he takes it off and he like... Oh, Robin. We can ask Robin. Or listen to Robin. There you go. (laughs) Um... But yeah, he takes it off and he gives Paddington, he's sharing like a full on tea set. It's like, <laughs> he like pulls out like little cakes, little cakes yeah. and then some, you know, tea sandwiches. And, you know, he's got a thermos of tea there and he just shares it all with Paddington as he's keeping him out of the rain. And then I have two more final thoughts. Go for it. Yeah. Um, on Paddington. One being that kindness spreads like you said when he expects kindness from others that's what he receives in return most often and not just from people even the pigeons at the end come back to the rescue exactly (laughs) they help out and it doesn't i was gonna mention that too you know because mr brown says that it doesn't matter that he comes from the other side of the planet or that he has a worrying marmalade habit but that marmalade habit is what saves the day because he tosses the sandwich at um what's her name i can't remember the villain's name now yeah nicole kidman's character yeah yeah and that's what all the pigeons go for um is the marmalade sandwich that he threw at her so i love right. that his marmalade sandwich saves the day <laughs> and then my other thought is that um at the end paddington's writing to aunt lucy and he says that mrs brown says in london everyone is different but that means everyone can fit in and i think that's the epitome of kindness is giving people a place to belong i love that um and so i like that that the browns gave paddington a place to belong 
and um, they all have a place with Paddington and belonging together. And I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how that's one of the things that we love about about Discord is that everybody is kind there and that everybody feels like it's a place to belong. Yeah, that's true. Discord is like Paddington. Yep. <laughs> Paddington's version of London. London yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Paddington 2, Casey. Yes, I'm so excited to talk about Paddington 2 as well. So it starts with a flashback and Paddington is and a again, cub and he's saved by an act of kindness from Aunt Lucy. First very shot, an act of kindness, just like the first Paddington. Right. And so having seen Paddington 1, and if you've seen Paddington 2 by the end, you realize that that, um, that act of kindness sort of ripples out because she's kind to Paddington and Paddington is kind to literally everyone he meets and yes. it improves their lives. We see it. We see the effect of kindness on all the neighbors in their little neighborhood that it, where he lives with the Browns um, in London. And especially we see it when he's gone later, the effect that has on the neighborhood, the absence of that kindness. But um, before we get to the prison stuff, uh, I love this movie because Paddington's goal is so singular and it's so, again, it's that little childlike detail. It's just his whole goal is just to find a present for his Aunt Lucy. The um, perfect, the perfect present. present. Yeah. Yes. Um, that will help her realize what London's all about and help her know that he loves her and misses her and it's just it's adorable and it's so cute yeah and so he gets his jar and starts working odd jobs to right. save up all the coins and then of course <laughs> there's obstacles he gets yes. falsely accused of robbery and sentenced to prison do we know how long his sentence is i don't know if they say but I don't know if they said <laughs> but uh but in prison is where he tells knuckles if we're kind and polite the world will be right which is a great which is what his aunt lucy always yes, says yeah um, but I think that, which I love because like you were saying how it, the kindness ripples out from Aunt Lucy, Aunt Lucy and Bastuzzo, but mostly Aunt Lucy, like save Paddington, raise Paddington, love Paddington. And then the whole reason that Paddington wants the popping book is to repay that kindness to Aunt mm, Lucy yeah. that she showed to him. Um, I think this is a good point, maybe. I have a lot to say about this line, about if we're kind and polite, the world will be right. So bear with me, Valerie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm bringing my adult overthinking brain to a child's story. But um, I think, like I said, I mentioned before, I think that we don't always think, um, we don't think much of kindness. I think we think of kindness as politeness, but they're not really the same. And I don't think this movie's saying they're the same. Um, like we said with the hard stare thing, that's still him showing kindness. He's showing kindness to Correct. someone that's been um, sort of um, mocked in some way or like Knuckles makes fun of his Aunt Lucy and says she sounds like an old bag or whatever he says. And um, and you know, he, uses, is it, he uses it when someone's forgotten their manners, right? Yes. And it's that's still an act of kindness, even though it's um, sort of raising conflict to the situation. So I think that it's good to remember that, you know, kindness doesn't always mean a lack of conflict. Sometimes <clears throat> sometimes kindness sometimes kindness can cause conflict um it can include like i think kindness is also being willing to like look inside yourself and find ways to do better and uh um empathizing with other people's pain and accepting other people's pain kindness isn't um oh you know they're there it'll be okay it's um validating their emotions yeah. and um 
So it's not easy. It's not like easy politeness that I think that we sometimes think of as kindness. And um, I agree because when you think of polite, it's like, oh, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. And then you move on. But a true kindness is that willingness to actually take it a step further and and ask specifics. You know, you said you were worried about your mom. How is she doing? Or, you know, like taking the time to show that you actually care. And it means it means actually listening, like you're saying. And Paddington couldn't have helped everyone in his neighborhood without actually paying attention to them. Yeah, exactly. Without noticing that Madame is cranky without her breakfast and that uh, the doctor is always forgetting his keys and, and his kindness is is sharing, is spreading that time to people, like taking the yeah. time to take care of them. And it also means taking action in some way. Like his, yes. you know, he's made his the Browns more kind um, through association and they take action. They're trying to do everything they can to exonerate Paddington who was wrongfully accused um anyways I just think that it's it's really important especially now um you know being June 2020 when the world can use more kindness but in a way that's actually helping other people actually listening and empathizing and I do think Paddington um on some level like you said like we've said it does show this the kindness isn't just simple politeness it's um it's like politeness but with a purpose and um, politeness plus an action yeah some sort of action um, like we said listening empathizing standing up for people there might be conflict there might be uncomfortable feelings um yeah to me that's what i think kindness is and i do think paddington is is saying that i wholeheartedly agree my friend he also that line he says you know if we're kind and polite the world will be right he doesn't say that every single person where we're kind and polite to will also be kind and polite. He's not really saying that. He's saying that if we're trying our best to be kind, which is all those things that we've said, then a lot of people, you know, maybe even the majority of people will be right, will do better. But that doesn't mean everybody. Not everybody's going to, unfortunately, respond to that. It's true. Uh, I also like the point that, like you were saying, with kindness, kindness doesn't mean that we will never mess up. Like the Browns are doing everything that they can to, like you said, exonerate Paddington. But while they're trying to clear his name, they miss visiting day and it breaks poor little Paddington's heart. He feels forgotten, even though they're trying their best to save him from being in prison. Um, it's just the circumstances that, that he feels forgotten, which leads him to trying to escape the prison with his with his friends. But yeah, so kindness is like, a, yeah, admitting that you made a mistake admitting that you're sorry having that humility i think is part of kindness as well speaking of how kindness spreads i mean the transformation in the prison like that whole yes. montage is just fantastic <laughs> if you love your neighbor what are the other exactly. lines of that song I don't remember. life will be easier life will be breezier if you love your neighbor so true and again love isn't just uh it's not passive it's no. active it's those same things yep listening empathizing doing the hard stuff um, I, well, and also with, with kindness spreading, it also happens even in the neighborhood with like the Colonel, you know, he's Paddington's kind enough to, um, wash clean the, to windows. Clean the windows, even though he knows the Colonel's not going to pay him. Um, right. he just wants to do it. And that literally brings light to the Colonel's life. And that extends, you know, and then the, the Colonel sees, he falls in love with the newspaper lady, with the newspaper lady. <laughs> we should know her name. Do they say, I mean, they probably, Paddington probably says her name at the beginning. Probably. I don't know the colonel's name other than the colonel. The colonel. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, when At the end, when Henry is standing up to their nosy neighbor, their neighborhood watch neighbor. Yes. 
I don't know his name either. I don't remember. Played by Peter Capaldi, but yeah, I can't think of. But anyways. But yes. So when Henry is standing up to him. Mr. Uh, Curry. Mr. Curry, there yeah. it is. Um, so yeah, so Henry is standing up to him and saying that, you know, well, you've never liked Paddington or wanted him in this neighborhood, but everyone else has. And he says, um, Paddington looks for the good in everyone and he finds it. Yeah. Which is a line that he says about Aunt Lucy that she had told him. Mm-hmm. If you look for the good in people, you'll find it. Exactly. And then after Henry stands up to him, nine out of ten neighbors, so everyone except for Mr. <laughs> Curry, um, helps them start their car and, and they, you know, they say bring Paddington home. They recognize that his kindness has made their neighborhood, their own little worlds, a brighter, more positive place. And kindness, as we've been defining it through this episode so far, is ultimately about like selflessness um which paddington is one of the most selfless characters ever he's super selfless and so i love that dichotomy of of the heroes and villains in this movie are the selfless and the selfish because like um phoenix buchanan is super selfish he's willing to steal um he's willing to you know wrongfully accuse um paddington he yes all because he wants some money for a play to star himself to make himself more popular to grow his fame because he thinks he's a gift to mankind whereas the real gift is somebody who's humble and and willing to help others yeah and uh just another little moment i forgot to mention so when he's first in prison and he opens the door for knuckles and he says after you and knuckles says what so you can stab me in the back and it goes back (laughs) to that like Kindness, it can be so abnormal to some people, especially if they haven't experienced kindness, yes. but they distrust it. Um, and he's like Mr. Brown in that way of of distrusting selflessness, of, of um, thinking that there might be an ulterior motive when Paddington's just opening the door for Knuckles. Can we talk about Mr. Brown needing to find some self-kindness? <laughs> like he's <laughs> going mm. through a midlife crisis yeah. and he's just struggling to think of himself in any kind of positive way yeah but i like that when he talks about paddington finds the good in people um i think he eventually comes around to finding the good in himself as he oh, i love that as he is trying to help paddington yeah. as well my my one final thought um again paddington's kindness ultimately saves his own life because he was kind to knuckles and the other prisoners even when um like mr brown he didn't he sort of we forgot to talk about that but oh, yeah. he had that rush judgment of these are criminals so they must be horrible people um right and must not be able to have friendship and good friends be good friends to paddington and and but paddington was nice to them and so for that reason knuckles and the other prisoners came back to save to paddington, help save paddington. Mm-hmm. yeah so i love that that's that's all i have on paddington too all right let's continue this kindness this trend deconstruction of kindness and its power and jump to knives out knives how are out. we connecting knives out to paddington <laughs> well i think we'll it's in there. the title it's kindness hmm? yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> but what do we mean by that um we start at the beginning start wherever you want i'll jump in oh, okay um so it's this movie is very interesting because the connection I see between these two is how they um, they both have this sense of the difference between politeness and kindness. Because in a lot of ways, the family, the Thromby family, can be very polite. Um, yes. They can be very polite to on the Marta on the surface. Because politeness is often surface level. Yeah, and, and that's what I was going to say is that um, kindness 
is self is you know selfless but mere politeness can have a motive it can be selfish and um so i think that's the difference um there's one like meg in the thromby family she seems pretty nice and kind she does betray marta and sort she of she messes up she has that weakness but as we said being a kind person doesn't mean you don't make mistakes right she does say sorry and, and she, she does, apologizes yeah. for it whereas the other rest of the family is all pretty terrible which is well, what they makes, never apologize to it yeah which is what makes this movie so good because the family's so bad well and that's um, what comes with the the politeness level like they start out by saying you know you're you're part of this family and they say that but when it comes down to it none of them actually mean it right when the will is read and she is named heir of everything yeah they turn on her so fast yes um can i jump back a little bit mm-hmm. before we talk about the will yeah. Um, just real quick about Meg. Um, yeah, because right at the beginning when we first see Meg, those cops have that, I think it was a police officer. Yeah. They have that like microaggression of they assume that Marta is the help. Yes. And Meg calls them out on it, which is great. And Marta's like, it's fine. She goes, it's not okay. Yeah. But then as soon as she gets in the door, um, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, she's like, oh, we wanted you at the funeral, but I was outvoted, which everyone keeps saying that to her. Like, we wanted you at the funeral, but I was out- outvoted, which clearly no one wanted marta at the funeral right <laughs> no one really wanted her but they were just being polite because it's being a polite, polite thing to say and even her hug is very Which? polite she hugs her and just like a little it's very tap. fake like mm-hmm. if you don't like hugs don't give don't hugs, hugs but don't yeah. give a polite hug that's a performance it was a performance <laughs> yes. hug which can we talk about the funeral thing now i'm just thinking about it isn't everybody invited to a funeral yeah it does seem odd that she wasn't she was like like at that point she's personally well, excluded some people do private funerals so it's probably just a private true. funeral especially if it's someone that's in Famous, the public eye and mm, he was maybe so they would have to be very family limited but it seems weird okay. that they wouldn't invite her like it right. is weird she was yeah. a very important part of harlan's life uh-huh she was clearly very close we see their relationship yes and she should have been there but um because of the family's politeness but lack of kindness they do not invite her to the funeral. And here's one of the things about Marta is that she is willing to believe that their kindness is politeness. Yes. Or sorry, that their politeness is kindness. Right, yeah. She believes them all. I, I don't know if it's, I think it's her kindness that mm. she's trying to see the best in them. Right. Because when you look for the good in people, you find it. You find it. Until... Except for not really in the thrombies. But she tries really hard to find the good in them. And then when she doesn't, at the very end, she can cut them out. But yeah, because even before that, she does say, like, you've been so good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Benoit Blanc's like, at you guys end. have not been good to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have not been good to her. <laughs> but there are all these little incidents of um, fake politeness. Like uh, when she first meet, um, meets Richard, well, when we first see her with Richard, and he's on the phone. He's like, how you doing, kiddo? But, but he's, he's not, like texting or something. He's, he's not, not paying attention her. to her. Yeah. yeah, He's just asking because it's polite and it's a performance. Um, and they say little things that seem nice, but are really not. Like oh, whenever they say she's a hard worker, they combine it with she's her family's from Ecuador or Paraguay or they say the wrong Brazilian. Country. They say, um, yeah, we never learn where they're actually from. Do, or I was going to ask, I couldn't remember if they ever do because <laughs> they focus so. so much on the because fact that no one says it. She never says it, but that's her kindness too is like she doesn't correct any yeah. other, or well, maybe it's her politeness because as we talked about, kindness can be correcting people. Right. But yeah, so she, in her politeness, she doesn't ever correct them when they say the right. wrong places. So we don't know where she's actually from. Yeah. So they always combine that with, she's a hard worker. She's from, which is like that it's still a stereotype and it's yes. also clearly they don't 
care enough about her to actually get to know her and where her family's from. Yeah, to like know where she's really level. from. They pretend to be inclusive and yeah. welcoming. And then even Richard's like, Family's from Paraguay. Love her work work ethic. Immigrants, we get the job done. Like he quotes Hamilton. Yes. Clearly, he's he knows he clearly knows what Hamilton's about. He knows it's about like it's about immigrants, but he seems to be better. He seems to be more okay with people that immigrated back in the revolutionary times. But it's different now, you know. Right. It's um he can't like he separates the two, I guess. But it's all yeah. He doesn't. None of them care about her and really care about enough about her to get to know her. And where she's from. Yes. Um, when they're doing the police interviews as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the differences between characters like Richard and his wife. Oh, what's Jamie Lee Curtis's character's name? Oh, I can't remember. Linda? Linda. Yeah. There you go. Good job. I just remember the L on the letter that Harlan wrote oh, for her. Oh, right. Yeah. But so when the police officer's asking Linda about her brother, Walt, and and his role with the publishing company. Mm-hmm. She's like, are you trying to get me to talk bad about my baby brother? <laughs> and she's like refusing to. And then it immediately cuts to her <laughs> husband, Richard, who's like, he doesn't do anything, you know? <laughs> um, so I like that within a family, there are those dynamics as well. Yeah. Um, politeness, kindness. And uh, the family definitely gets into a big political debate, um, which feels like, I'm going to say everybody's home. It at least feels like my home. Like (laughs) like their conversation (laughs) is like word for word (laughs) things that have been said in my home. And it's like eerily similar, which means that director, writer, (laughs) um, why did I just blank on his name? Uh, You know, I have a big crush on him. How dare you? I know, right? (laughs) You know, he's my favorite person that's I know, not I know his name. And my Give children. me a second. Um, went right out of my head. Why do I want to say Jay? It's not... Oh, Ryan Johnson. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Ryan Johnson. Um, so that has to be something that he's heard or right. a family conversation he's been part For of sure, or yeah. friends or something like... <laughs> um, the idea that they try so hard to be uh, like on a polite level yeah. with each other... Um, as they're still arguing, but there's still all these like underlying, uh, you know, distrust with each other and, right. and, and, um, not getting along. Right. Well, and again, Richard hold like asks Marduk to come over and he thinks he's being kind, like, right. We'll include you in the conversation. So, right. But first of all, he's like being like embarrassing about it and putting her on the mm-hmm. spot, but then he holds out the plate. Like he's expecting her to serve him and take the plate like yes he, as, as he's, he's talking as like, he's talking like he's not he doesn't even realize he's doing it almost yeah um oh, which is so horrible but like in the movie it's right. so good that it's so good for his character that totally makes sense for his character exactly um, speaking of i think we got we have to talk about marta and harlan's relationship yeah because when marta is talking to um Benoit Blanc, he's he asks her, um, does being kind make you a good nurse? Does having a kind heart make you a good nurse? He says, yeah. yes, and um, which is, I think, kind of him fishing a little bit. Like you seem really kind, but were you also a good nurse? Or, um, mm-hmm. but it also, I think he genuinely, as we see throughout the film, like he believes that in her. He sees her kindness compared to the rest of the Thromby family, right. and uh, he can clearly tell the difference between her kindness and their 
surface level politeness. And Marta says in that same interview, when Harlan asked for more hours and they said, you know, did he need more, he needed more help, he needed more care. And she goes, he needed a friend. And that's who she was for him. She was a nurse, um, but she was even more so his friend, his confidant, his ally. Against the mere politeness of his family, he needed somebody that he could be truly open and kind with. When going along with Marta and Harlan's relationship, and, and also going back to the idea that kindness is a multifaceted concept, um, she's kind with Harlan, but she's not deferential. Like, she gets into verbal sparring matches with him, at least, because I think she she feels comfortable with him, and she is... Um, you know, she's an honest person, or at least trying to be. And I think that's a real, another facet of, of kindness is being honest with yourself and being honest with others. And so I think that's why they have such a real relationship. And she doesn't just, um, she doesn't bow to him. She, um, she calls him out on stuff. She's totally willing to do that. And then, um, and like how we talked about with Paddington, that kindness is the ability to correct mm -hmm. people, um, in a kind way, hopefully. But that's what Harlan is trying to do with his children. He's trying to make help them become better, more kind people by cutting them off, by letting them find their own way and struggle a little bit more than maybe he has in the past. What's so interesting about that part of dialogue, I didn't even notice it until this time. And we've, we've watched Knives Out like four times, yeah, um, three or four times. And he says, for well, first of all, he hints that yeah, that it's an act of kindness. He even uses that word, an act of kindness to cut them off financially. But he also hints that it was Marta's idea, or at least that they came to that idea together in their confidence, um, in their relationship. And so, um, you know, they're influencing each other. And just, yeah, just like Paddington um, and the ripples of ripple effects of kindness, her kindness, I think, has affected Harlan. And then um, hopefully we don't know. We don't know what that's what's down the road for the rest of the Thromby family, but hopefully it it was a kindness and that they do learn and grow from it. But, uh, but yeah, I thought it was interesting this time that he does imply that, that that was Marta's idea to cut them off. And I think part of that is to, if you catch it the first time you're watching is to sow the seeds of like, is she is the she murderer? Actually is she actually the villain? Yeah. Yes. Which I thought the first time I was watching, it, I was like, because it's like, oh. waiting for, <laughs> waiting for it. she gets him to cut out all his other kids she becomes his friend and confidant he puts her in the will like and then she kills him off yeah but. and it if we're going back to paddington just like kindness is abnormal and people distrust it we as the viewer distrust marta marta's kindness she's mm -hmm. so kind and so it can't good be real that we yeah. think she has to be the villain right <laughs> exactly it's fascinating i think harlan's ultimate kindness though is that he is willing to commit suicide to protect Marta and her family. And by extension, Marta is willing to go along with his plan because she cares about him um, and wants to, you know, honor his wishes and also save to her save her family. Mom. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's all these kindnesses interacting with each other, but also coming at odds because she's, you know, if if honesty is part of kindness, then she's trying to be honest and also kind at the same time. And they're, they're, those concepts are butting heads because, first of all, she pukes if she lies, but also she's... Which is just the funniest thing. <laughs> I like... love that character <laughs> detail. Um, but also that she she's like seems to like Benoit Blanc and wants to help him with the case. But also, if she helps him with the case, 
she's going to get in trouble. And so I just love this movie so much. Which Richard says something kind of like that when he's talking about immigrants and he says, if you're going to break the law, no matter how good your heart is, you have to face the consequences, Mm. which is interesting because it plays right into what she's doing. Um, No matter how good her heart is, she's still, well, she thinks she killed Harlan. Yes. She thinks she, yeah. Um, so she's just waiting for those consequences to drop eventually. Um, but Blanc tells her, I trust your kind heart, which is a theme throughout. He's always yes. deferring to her and allowing her to figure things, like allowing her to be there as he figures things out, even though he knows she's involved with his death somehow from the very first moment he sees her. I mean, we don't learn that till the very end, yeah. but, but he's still willing to trust her. He can sense that her kindness is genuine right and at that point she probably doesn't feel very kind because she still thinks she's the murderer yes <laughs> like even though it was accidental but right um okay can we jump to the will stuff i'm sure. sorry that i no, backtracked you're... a little bit it's all good but um the first few times i watched knives out i i found it interesting that the family can be both polite and even like got offer to even offer to give her money. Right, um, they're like, we've decided we'll, we'll take care of you with yeah. the will. And then they turn later. Right? So fast. And and yes, it is because like money makes, can, you know, a lot of money can make people do crazy things and they, they're upset about that. But um, this time as we were watching it, preparing for this episode, I was thinking about kindness in the sense of um, power dynamics and power differential in that they're offering her money because they have the power. You know, it's not kindness, it's, um, you know, they're using kindness, kindness in quotes, as a weapon, as power, as a, um, as something to, you know, like, you know, it's like that that white savior mentality of I I'm going to save you and um, I want your you know thanks and I want you to notice that I'm saving you and I want um, you know because I have the power here. But as soon as that power dynamic shifts, where oh wait we have no money, she has all the money then they're going to do anything they can to get that power dynamic to flip back, mm-hmm. which is just so interesting. And then it's even more interesting to think about that that power dynamic flipped because of kindness, because she was kind to Harlan. Um, Ooh, I like that. Wh- yeah, I just, <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> I love this movie. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, they, they love Marta when their kindness can be something that they hold over her. But you know, you know, when their kindness is power and then they hate Marta when she has the money and therefore the power, um, which, yeah, like I said, she got simply because she was kind and didn't care about Harlan's money. She didn't expect anything from Harlan other than just friendship and a job. And then it goes back to um, the lawyer stuff when they're wondering about undue influence. And Linda's like, yeah, what if she got her hooks in him? Um, and he's like, that's not going to hold up in court that yes. she was kind to him. Yes. <laughs> Judge, she was kind and befriended my father. <laughs> she doesn't deserve the money. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Were you done talking about the will stuff? Yeah. We move into the, the final yeah. reveal. Do you have anything else? Real quick okay. before we jump to the final stuff, because yeah, that's the big the big power of kindness stuff. But um what's interesting to me is that during all those moments where the family's trying to get her to um, renounce the inheritance, to say no, um, to give the money back to the family. Blackmailing her? Yeah, like putting all this pressure on her. I think that like cursory politeness would cause someone to bend like, you know, oh, you know, you're, you're putting this pressure on me, but also it is your family's and, but she's kind and 
she's stuck. You know, she wants to to help the family because she's a kind person and she yes. cares about everyone, it seems. But also she wants to be kind and accept um, Harlan's wishes. And so I just love all the those little pressures and little like, what's she going to do moments and right. how they relate to kindness. Like when Ransom tells her um, over a bowl of chili... You know, well, why did granddad give you the money? And she goes, how about it has more to do with you than you guys than with me? Mm. You guys are the ones who have brought this on yourselves yeah. um, by being awful, terrible people <laughs> who pretend to be polite and kind. Um, so he cut you out of the will. He didn't find you worthy of his kindness anymore. All right, let's jump into the final moments of this movie. So at the end, when Benoit Blanc has figured it all out Mm -hmm. he's finally gotten to the end of gravity's rainbow he's found the the hole within the no the donut hole within the donut within the donut within the donut (laughs) yes (laughs) when he's figured it out he tells marta um that she remembered which uh which medicine it is uh just by the feel and the touch um he says, you know, you remembered because you're a good nurse. So her her kindness and her willingness to take care of Harlan for so long, and she's been doing this for so long with him, um, was a was a, a benefit to them both. Like, she um, was a good nurse. Her kindness technically saved him from what could have been his death, and then he commits suicide anyway. It is, pr- it is pretty sad and dark there it to is. think about, yeah. Be- and Benoit knows that. <laughs> We haven't really talked about Benoit's uh, kindness. Mm. He what do you want to say about Benny? is so truly kind to those who he feels deserve kindness. Mm. Marta's kindness is for everyone. Yeah. Whether they deserve it or not. Whether, but Benny's kindness is to those who he feels are being um, mistreated or down or looked down upon, like, like Marta and like great grandma. Um, he befriends her yeah and he learns a lot from her and and he's pretty chummy with the police officers um so anyone who's willing to work well with him he reciprocates their kindness Mm. which is interesting in his character and then um yeah going back to those final moments about um also i love 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 that you know just like paddington in both of those movies his kindnesses earlier in the film ultimately result in he and his family being safe by the end right um with marta her kindness in terms of you know she risks everything the chance to you know no longer be in trouble um with the police and because she could get away with it she risks everything to try to save fran from from the poison which upsets the whole rest of the story like in a positive way upsets ransom's plans plans. and plots and so i love that um kindness even though it seems like she's going to end up getting in more trouble and you know the bad guy is going to get away it's really that kindness that upsets the villain's plot and that's the the true power of it right that's what you know uh, benoit blanc says he says if marta hadn't outplayed you once again by having a kind heart i'm um, speaking of her willingness to save fran even though at this point she thinks fran knows that she did it um, that she killed uh, Harlan. And also that Blanc says to Ransom, she didn't play your game. Like Marta didn't play his game. Um, and, and to extend that further, that because Ransom um, grew up in such a 
environment and is such a person that politeness trumps true kindness, he can't fathom that in his plans. Like, that's why kindness disrupted it is because he doesn't really know what kindness is. Yeah, he can't account for it because he doesn't understand it. Benoit tells Marta that he says, you won not by playing the game Harlan's way, but yours. Yeah. You have a good heart. And it comes back to Harlan had a plan. Um, he's like, look, I'll commit suicide. We'll get you out of this. And and Harlan was playing a game um, mm-hmm. in a way because that's what he did as a as a mystery writer. He was, he was certain he could figure this out. I also think in his old age, he didn't care as much if it, yes. how it impacted people that much compared to how much he cared about, like, this is interesting and could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> He's an interesting character yeah. that way. Um, but if he'd have done it exactly, or, or like Benoit tells Marta, if he had trusted her good heart and let her call the ambulance, he would still be alive um, versus... Yeah him being so sure that he knows what's right for her and the situation oh man i love knives out so good and i do love because i asked you at the very end whether do we think she actually helps the family or not Mm. it is a bit of uh you know christopher nolan's spinning top in inception or lady and the tiger kind of ending do yeah do we think that she kept everything or divvied a little bit of it out yeah and she asks benoit well what do you think i should do And he says, I have my opinion, but I have a feeling you'll follow your heart. She is ultimately kind. I think she probably puts Meg through her last semester. I think she has like a semester left of school. And then after that, probably cuts them off. Yeah, I think so too. Because as we talked about, kindness means correcting people. And she knew that Harlan wrote them all out for a reason, for wanting them to be able to make things for their own sakes. Um, Which is so interesting when you talk about cutting somebody off at that level. This is kind of off topic, but he had $60 million <laughs> in like assets. And then Just there's money, like yeah. the house and then there's all the rights to his books. And the publishing company. And the publishing yeah. company and everything. Um, that's an insane amount of stuff. stuff. <laughs> I can't even fathom. But um, so like when he's cutting his children off, Linda has got plenty of money from her real, real estate empire. Walt... Maybe not, but I mean, like, even he and, um, we haven't really talked about, like, the daughter-in-law much. What's her name? Joni. Joni, yes. Um, but those two are probably not quite as well off as Linda without Harlan's help. But you can guarantee they've got plenty of money in the bank to figure something out. Like, he's not, like, making them destitute by any means. They would still be comfortably in middle-class range. And, yeah, people in those higher echelons get a lot of chances. So it's just a second chance. (laughs) They'll get it. (laughs) (laughs) Fortunately or unfortunately, they'll get another chance. So I'm glad Ransom doesn't get any other chances. Nope, he's off to prison. Yep. I loved that... Like, I didn't fully trust him the whole time watching the movie the first time. Mm-hmm. But also, he's Captain America. <laughs> right. He can't be the bad guy. Like, that's, like, my favorite twist of it all is, yeah. that, is that it's just, it's Chris Evans and, like, you don't want right. him to be the bad guy. Right, even though he's immediately a jerk. Yes. Super. And it's such a different character for Chris Evans to play, which I love, too. Yeah. It's not Captain America. I'm sure America. that's why they cast him in it, too. Yes. <laughs> The whole cast is just fantastic. It's so good. And they all play these, you know, polite but terrible people mm-hmm. really well. 
And Anna de Armas is so good in this movie She's too. She's fantastic. So good. And uh and Daniel Craig is really amazing. Which you were saying that there is going to be a second. Yeah, Ryan Johnson's writing another one. You know, a Benoit Blanc who done it. Which I cannot when wait. We I know, I'm so excited. When the movie ended and it says, you know, written and directed by Ryan Johnson, I was like, Casey, does that mean like he had this story idea and then he got like writers to come in and do it? <laughs> and you're like, no, he wrote, he wrote the, the whole thing. I'm sure he has people that he's like, look at this and give me any right, they get suggestions, feedback readers. And, but, but that's insane to it, me yeah. to be able to be so creative in all aspects and to like come up with the whole story and then direct the whole thing yeah writer directors are a bit of a dying breed you know like spielberg would do that uh, sometimes i think scorsese would do it but there's not a lot that still do that but they're out there but for the most part screenwriters and directors are separate people any other final thoughts are we ready to close this thing out let's be kind instead of merely polite yes that is ultimately the final message of this episode is really know what kindness means. Kindness is not easy, and uh, but it's also important. The most important. And on that note, thank you so much for joining us this episode. We want to say thank you to our new patron, Melody. Melody. So glad that you're now in our Happy Beeps Discord. It's such a happy place it to is. be. Like you said, it's like Paddington's London in there. Yeah, because... The people there are truly kind. So you should join our Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash hello from elsewhere and become one of our patrons. We also, a reminder, we have our new Patreon tier, Swashbucklers of Elsewhere. Yeah, come join our pirate crew and be given access to our exclusive show, Bonus Beeps. Bonus Beeps. They're so fun. They're a little more... Loosey-goosey. Loosey-goosey is a great <laughs> phrase for it. <laughs> We talk about a bit of whatever we want. Also, this month, June, is Pride Month. And so this month, all of our proceeds from Teespring will be going to the Trevor Project. Yeah, so the Trevor Project is a organization, an organization that supports LGBTQ youth who are in crisis, and it helps, with, helps them with suicide prevention. It's a really awesome organization, and it's really important to us. So yes, our merch store which you can find the link in the show description any of the any of our items for the entire month of june all profits will go to the trevor project and we have some awesome new products up there check it out hello from elsewhere is a proud member of wbne visit wbne.org for more fabulous podcasts like sincerely us talk about the power of kindness right oh becca and eni they're the kindest kindest humans we love them so much they are. Also, Tyler and Ethan, also powerfully kind. We love them so much. And they are the hosts of Bacon and Eggs, which you can hear about right now. Howdy, Yokes. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Hill, And we host Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. It's the most roll-your-eyes-I've-seen-it-before concept for a show. But with new hosts, I promise. Each week, we sit down together and watch a beloved movie. We start by looking at some critical and concrete points and let our conversation flow from there. We've covered all sorts of movies, from Jaws to Little Women. From the Lego Movie to the Lego Movie 2. From Marvel to Star Wars. From Back to the Future to Back to the Future Part 2. And tangents from our frustrations with fast food. To discussing our fear of the Mighty Loon. So if you want a podcast that makes you laugh, download Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast. With new episodes available every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts, and now on WBNE.org. Ghostbusters 2! I, I, my, my hope and dream was that you would say that. Well, Val, we gotta get out of this mansion in darkest Peru because there's puke everywhere and 
scorpions, apparently. Yes. And uh, is it a tornado? What what wrecked darkest Peru? Or earthquake? I think it was earthquake. an earthquake. That, earthquake, that's what it was. That uh, defeated Pastuzo. Yes. Killed Pastuzo, poor bear. Is it Pastuzo? I always heard Bastuzo. I always thought it was Bastuzo, but in the credits. Oh. This time when we read it. It says P, it's a huh? P, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. I feel that weird exotic ending, boxer. ending talking about his death. <laughs> what's a what's a positive thing to end on? Be like Marta. Be like, Be like Marta. Be like Aunt Lucy. Yes. Everybody needs an Aunt Be Lucy. Be like Mary Brown. Wear blue hats and red coats. Or red hats and blue coats. Or any of the sweaters. Like, really, that's the ultimate kindness of Knives Out is how many sweaters are in Knives Out. <laughs> and all the sweaters Mary wears, too. So many good sweaters. That's the key to kindness is cozy sweaters. Cozy sweaters and spreading around some happy beeps. Happy beeps.